yo, yo, what up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another amazing episode of yet another podcast. Your boys, Summit and Thunmit, we're back. What up, Summit? What's going on, bro? You sound tired. You okay? No, hell no, I'm not tired. What are you talking about? Least enthusiastic <laughs> intro ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Damn. yo, yo. Like, this is an NPR, bro. We could have some fun. <laughs> Damn, you can make me redo this shit. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Excited for yet another episode of yet another podcast. There you go. What episode is this? What episode are we even on? We are on number 27. Damn, number 27. I never thought we would make it this far. Honestly, I'm kind of shocked that we're at yeah. 27 episodes. I didn't think we were going to make it past 10, if I'm being honest with you. Beyond beyond recreational outrage. <laughs> and, that was episode two. <laughs> and no, no, I didn't really think we had a lot to say, but here yeah. we are, 27 episodes in. That shit is crazy. Here we are. Here we are. Hey, and if you if you've been sticking around, thank you for sticking around. Appreciate you guys listening to us. If you're just joining us now for the first time ever, welcome, motherfucker. And uh, what took you so long? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're happy you're here. Thanks for riding with us. For those of you who have ridden this far, yeah, welcome. Are just jumping on the ride. Get ready. <laughs> get, <laughs> get ready. It is a ride. It definitely is. You get uh, you get to really be a part of our lives here. Um, we we share very openly, very freely, uh, and uh, it's great. It's just it's a good fun ep- podcast. Okay, it's just good fun. That's all yeah. it is. You know, if you missed last week's episode, my dad interrupted. So <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That was great. oh man what what's going on with you man what'd you do this weekend not much man just been busy had a a couple meetings had to get ready for and okay uh meetings went well and you know that's kind of uh yeah just kind of living life now oh my cousin (laughs) got engaged over the weekend so congrats how you gonna fiance (laughs) you skipped over that you forgot about that i forgot that those week this week man this this week by itself it's only wednesday it feels like it's like so long i've been so busy Oh, congratulations to your cousin, man. That's exciting. Good yeah, things. Yeah, for sure. I was I was in uh, Jersey also. I was in Hoboken. Uh, one of my best friends proposed to his girl. Well, see, the thing is, I thought that they were already engaged because they had a roca done, you know, like the Punjabi ceremony. Yeah. And so I, I, I was like, why is he proposing to his fiance? <laughs> <laughs> Like, does she get to opt out now? How does this work? <laughs> when they got back, because it was a surprise and it was very personal, they did it on their own and then came to the restaurant. I was like, what did she say? Did she say yes? <laughs> <laughs> So basically, uh, this was just a way for him to deliver the ring and basically. still have lunch and, or dinner with all his friends. <laughs> you know, if when I think about it, there is no other way. I mean, like that seems like the only logical way to give your already fiance a ring now, because what are you going to do? Like, Hey babe, I ordered it. You'll get it in the mail in a couple of days. Like, <laughs> Okay. Who what has a, their ring delivered to? The I don't recipient? know. Or like, Hey babe, I ordered it. You could go pick it up <laughs> at the mall. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
you kind of have to do yeah. the whole get on one knee and you know propose. No, I agree with that, but I what I don't get, and this is very confusing for me, I still don't. I don't think I've ever gotten a straight answer about it. Why does there need to be a proposal after the roca? Like the word proposal literally means like but to figure out whether this is going to be a thing or not. You know what I mean? So that's like, what I'm saying. Is yeah. like they they should have just done it the day they did the roca, I guess. Or they should have done it before and then had the roca. I don't know. I don't know. We'll learn. We as an immigrant community, we'll learn eventually. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out what's the we'll correct figure this shit out. Yeah. We're still in the phase where we're dropping like a million dollars on weddings and shit. Slowly we'll realize that the way to go is the way white people do shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. They invite like 60 people. They have all the events in one day. It's like the wedding, the lunch reception, bye-bye. Give me your $100. Please the fuck it. out. That's it. In and out. Three hours total. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I think we'll follow suit soon enough. Soon enough. We'll, 100%. We'll, yeah. Because this shit is just not. It's just not. There's no way this is uh, sustainable in the long run to have six-week-long wedding events you know, uh, with like hundreds of thousands of dollars being spent on giant productions and stuff like that. Yeah. I, just, I just don't think it's going to be sustainable in the long run. First of all, I, I kind of want to know like how this became like a big thing. Obviously started in India and carried through to here. Yeah. But like yeah. who started that idea and why has it been so <laughs> strong in tradition that yeah. for this long people have been spending a shit ton of money on something that like the couple that's getting married barely remembers because of how much is going on. I I don't know. I mean, like like you said, like it, see, it wasn't as big of a deal in India because in India it's one week, I think. They do all the events in one week, seven days back to back. It's like the first night is the Tolki, then there's the fucking Sangeet, then one night's the Jago, the one night's the Vatna, the next day's the Vyad, the next day's the reception. Like, and they can do that because apparently people in India don't have shit to do apparently i don't know <laughs> like yeah man barely anybody works in india like if you own your own business or if you even if you work yeah. for a company like people aren't working the long hours they do here right yeah so it's a little bit different please i think plus i think like people are a little bit more widespread here yeah like, nobody lives in like the definitely. same city you know what i mean yeah so it's definitely over here it's like well we're gonna do uh the sangeet one weekend and then the wedding the other weekend and then the reception the weekend after that or we'll wait for like a long weekend or whatever it's just that 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 part of like it just didn't transfer over well you know yeah. <laughs> i'm just waiting for that person who's gonna reinvent the wheel when it comes to these indian weddings especially like yes. just do something completely different completely off base Yes. I think that would be more interesting and more fun to attend and you know be a part of. I wonder what that would look like though. What is what does that look like? Just like it's basically a white wedding, right? Like I mean like express <laughs> express lava or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how that would work, but uh it'd be fun anyway. to see. It'd be interesting to see. Anyway. Uh what did you do this week? <laughs> Other than go up, I, that was like a day trip, like up and down to New York, uh, basically on Sunday. Other than that, I didn't really do shit. I spent some time just relaxing. I did a lot of laundry. Oh, uh, dude, I finally watched the um, 
Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix. Yeah, what'd you think? I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. So, like, for some reason, as big of a fan of football I am, I never really got into the whole Aaron Hernandez thing when it was happening. Like, I never kept up with the news when it, and you know this, I'm bad with keeping up with news, but like, I didn't keep up with it when it was happening. So, I didn't know much of any of this till I watched the documentary. And right. I thought it was made really well. Uh, as somebody that's really fascinated by mental health, I thought it was really interesting to just like study his behavior and learn more about his life and just like kind of think more about what leads a man to do certain things and right. then learning about his CTE and learning about his homosexuality, learning about his dad's behavior. Like, I don't know. It was, I, I'm not saying that it was kind of like watching the Joker. Like when I saw the Joker movie, it's kind of like you see what makes a man do certain things, but does that justify it? You know, does right. that justify your actions? And yeah, I couldn't figure out what the pre like the point of the documentary was. Like, so I saw it in two kind of different lenses, right? One was, are they literally? First off, it was only three episodes, right? I think an hour each. Yeah, or so. three or so, was it three or four? It was, I guess three, it was three. Part, three parts. Yeah, yeah. Um, they unpacked a lot of stuff, like yeah. more than I would have expected to hear in a three part series, right? Right. And I feel like seeing it through one lens, which was okay, he committed these murders. He did all this stuff, and then he ended up committing suicide. Yeah, was that the point of the documentary, or was it to highlight all the external stuff, the things that you mentioned, right? His CTE, his homosexuality, his yeah. his relationship with his father, and like other people in his life, right? Like, yeah. what was kind of the point there? I, I so that's what I couldn't figure out, and I, I don't know if it was designed that way on purpose to try to figure, like, allow the watcher or the viewer yeah. rather to figure out what that means or what they're watching. But I, I do know there was like a lot of backlash about it. Um, you know, really? even, yeah, even his fiance that was like pretty prominent in the series, like she never yeah. got interviewed, but she was in the series quite a bit. Yeah. Um, she said something about how like she's basically avoiding everyone because everybody's reactions now are so different and they're so like they've uh, already kind of mourned right she like people right, her, right, right. they've already mourned they've already gone through that process right. and now for the documentary which they didn't even know was coming it's out tough. it's tough yeah it's like you have to relive it and then plus you have to probably live in yeah. Probably, like, you know learning things about him that you may not have known before or you That's feel true, like all yeah. lies right yeah I, I I don't know. I thought it was if we're if we're talking about like what was the purpose, a lot of it did seem like it was purely informational. Like I at least I saw that they weren't too biased in the sense that like as if they were trying to paint him to be a monster or whatever. Uh, they were straight up like this is what he did. Then this is what he did. This is what he did. This is what happened. And I was like, okay, I get that. Like you're kind of leaving judgment up to me. Uh, but it was also thought provoking, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think they presented a lot of different ideas. Uh, I mean, these things are never going to be perfect for anyone, you know what I mean? Like to each their own. But uh, I, I thought it was good. It was just, it was good subject matter. It was good, like, mystery wise, it was great. You know, you were, you were trying to figure out who the hell murdered all these people at the end. Yeah. Because still, that there was no 
strong mountain of evidence saying he shot Odin Lloyd or that he killed those guys in Boston. Like, you know, it's just all he say, she say, really. So uh, well, they did uphold the, the guilty verdict after his death. Uh, for yeah, Odin I know. Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. I know. So there's a lot of that going around, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think it was well made. I think it was very informative. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, it's one of those things like docu series, documentaries in general. Yeah. There's just so much going on in them, right? So much, and to retain all that and remember, remember all that, like it's not an easy thing. But like, yeah. at least I know when all that stuff happened, I was watching it and keeping up with it in the news because yeah. to me it was like you know. I'm a, I am a football fan and the Patriots are like, you know, my team's biggest rival, right? I'm a New York yeah. Giants fan. So we, we have beaten the Pats in the Super Bowl twice now. Right. So you know, like there's, there's a thing there. And so whenever something happens with the Patriots, that's like relatively negative. All of our ears perk up. Right. right. And so um, <laughs> it's kind of messed up, but it's true. Yeah. Um, so when this happened, I definitely kept up with it. I followed it along, but you know, there was a lot of things that you didn't know when all that stuff was going on because yeah they didn't know it then right a lot of right. stuff popped up later so i think if you haven't seen it and you're listening to us talk about it and you want to know what we're talking about definitely go check out that series on netflix it's the yeah, Hernandez story. go check it out yeah have you uh, watched don't fuck with cats yet no i haven't i need Bro, to you have to, to watch, watch that. that that's next on my list for sure i'm definitely gonna watch that yeah that, that has is- and people have been telling me to watch Black Mirror, so I need to see that too. Oh yeah, bro! Black Mirror is one of the, my favorite shows. I've been watching really? it for years. Yeah, yeah I so good. That. Is it still like? Does it keep renewing, or is it done? Is is it like a series, or like what's what's that? what's it like? So, I, as far as I know, they keep renewing it, unless that's okay. changed now. Um, but they haven't been consistent in terms of like. I think season five was the most recent season that passed. God damn! And that okay. that doesn't mean that they were doing it five consecutive years. Gotcha. Well, I think, you know, for one year they took a break or something like that. Um, but it's been around for a while now. So it's a good show. Uh, yeah, there's also a movie out. version of one of the, I guess what they did was they basically shot like a, a brand new movie and it was a choose your ending movie. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So like literally as you're watching, you get to select two different scenarios that you want to experience. What the fuck? Seriously? Yeah. That's so cool. And the and the movie literally changes depending on what you select. So it's not like you could just select Dude, whichever one. And, it, and yeah, it's crazy. That is wild. Yeah, I gotta check this out. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check this out. Um, hopefully, I get some time this weekend. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, dude, so much else happened this this past week since we've talked. Uh, and uh, I was talking to one of my buddies who listens to the podcast, and he was like, "Yeah, he was like, I kind of love your podcast because shout out, bro." Shout out my man Jay from New York. Uh, he's starting his own podcast as well. He's actually used to work for the NFL. He's been in the sports business for a long time. So he's doing a podcast. Uh, I I will shout it out when it comes out because I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I did say hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. It's on my Spotify. Uh, it is called shit where is it all right guys tune into the shit podcast no, okay <laughs> god damn what's it called oh podcast there you go uh it's called the game plan 
so big game plan i like that that's a good name game plan yeah the game plan and they basically are going to be interviewing like uh lots of athletes current and former rookies veterans all sorts of stuff so it's pretty cool anyway he was saying he's like the one thing he loves about the yappa podcast is that we're kind of like a weekly roundup like what's been happening in the world in the last yeah. week and i'm like yeah you know what uh accidentally it's kind of turned into that so uh whatever it's cool but so much shit has happened in this past week where should we start sports fashion politics where do you want to start um, why don't Pick. we just touch on the politics for just a second and then we'll move on oh my least favorite segment <laughs> that's why you know that's why i get it out of the way early you know what i mean okay why don't you since you're our political correspondent why don't you take this one well done but earlier this week the senate house com- and the house committees have uh no, i'm just kidding i don't know what i'm saying but yeah um the senate basically started the impeachment trial of president trump yeah. yesterday yeah um so or yesterday no today I today was, today the, first was day. the first day yeah, yeah today was the first day yesterday they were still figuring out the rules which is a crazy concept to me because i'm like yeah. you guys are literally the judicial system and you don't know the rules that's cool <laughs> um but you know they were hashing out like what can be shared what can't be shared what witnesses are going to be called things like that right gotcha um, there's like a lot of testimony that has to be done in private because of you yeah. know, people's identity etc cetera, etc cetera. so there's a lot of shit going on right now so we'll see um cool good yeah, stuff so, that's the that's your weekly roundup for politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be interesting. Well, also I saw that uh, Bernie's doing pretty well in the polls. Uh, Bernie Sanders is maybe looking like a front runner uh, with along with uh, Joe Biden, I guess. Yeah. So that's gonna be interesting to watch. I guess everyone else is kind of like almost done. Um. But yeah, that's going to be very interesting to see if Bernie gets to be on the ballot to go head to head against Trump. Yeah, man, it's going to be. I feel like he would eat him alive. I don't. I don't think Joe would eat him alive. I feel like Bernie could eat Trump alive. Like Bernie has the loud mouth that Trump has. Like (laughs) nobody is out eating Trump. Let's just be honest. You don't think so? No, he's just look at the size of him, bro. He eats like cheeseburgers for the fun. No, not just that's not what I mean. <laughs> I'm joking. It was a joke to ease the the political aspect. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I, I just feel like I feel like Bernie has the fire in him. I don't I don't see that fire in Joe Biden. I don't know. Yeah, I think Joe Biden thinks like. He's kind of. I feel like maybe he feels like he should be a shoe in because he was already vice president. He worked under Obama, et cetera, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like he's kind of running through with that arrogance, and also he keeps relying on like Obama's name throughout yeah. like every debate, every conversation. Yeah. It's like, I think he's kind of riding the coattail. Um. Meanwhile, Obama is like making out with Michelle Obama and shit, like. <laughs> <laughs> Not a care in the world. Yeah, that man is chilling. He paid his dues. One hundred percent. Shout out to those. Shout out to the Obamas. Yes, sir. Thanks for paying your dues. Um, but okay, cool. I guess we're done with fucking politics. And that's politics. Ah uh, man, I hate politics. So One day I'll get to that point of like Ronnie Chang status where I could just make jokes about everything. But oh. Uh, <laughs> Dude, Super Bowl's coming up uh, next Sunday. Not this Sunday. Yep, February second. Where is the Super Bowl this year? Miami. Oh shit, that's yeah. gonna be interesting. 
Chiefs and Niners. Who you got? Uh, honestly, I think I think I'm gonna be rooting for the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, I, just that? because I really like Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and I really like Tyreek Hill and you know Andy Reid. I have a I have a soft spot for Andy Reid <laughs> just because he used to coach coach my uh, second. What? <laughs> he used to coach. <laughs> he used to coach my second favorite team. So, just what is your happy. second favorite team? The Eagles. Yeah, I went the to Eagles are your second favorite team. Yeah, you didn't know that. No, you knew this. Yeah, you did. No, Bruh, First I, went of all, to I didn't know. I didn't know having a second favorite team was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless it's Sunday and we're going head to head, then no. But yeah, um, Eagles because I went to school in Philly, so I have a soft spot for Philly. And plus, like all my roommates from college, they're all Philly fans. Most of so- them. You've literally picked two of my team's rivals to be a fan of. That's excellent. Yes. Yep. Oh, Eli Manning retired a day, huh? He did. Well, he's going to announce it on Friday, but yeah, he made that decision today. Damn. Kind of saw that coming, you know, because his, yeah. his time in New York was pretty much over. I think his contract was expired anyway. So, you know, he's been playing in the season, I mean, in the league for 16 years. He's 39 years old, won yeah. two Super Bowls. Yeah, what, what more does he really need to do? You know? Dude, that's a good, good, that's a good time to go out. You're 39. You've got two rings. What more could, you, what more could you ask for? You know what I mean? Like exactly. that's that's a good fucking career. Don't risk even more injury to yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Continuing to play or whatever. You've made all the fucking money you possibly could, and you're gonna keep making more money with all those damn endorsements and commercials that you and your brother have. So, did you see that uh, some brewery in New Jersey named a beer after Eli? No way, really. Yeah, I forgot the name of it. I didn't, I don't. I remember reading it. I forgot the name, but yeah, they're I sad. Like, he, he, I was like, how did they announce the beer the day he was retiring, but before <laughs> they announced the retirement? That was that was weird. Yeah, that's not coincidence. (laughs) That's called uh, inside information. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. lots lots going on in the league, man. Um, I think I've got uh, the Chiefs too, by the way, for the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not really a big Niners fan. I don't know why. Um, Not. I mean, I'm not a fan of the Chiefs either. But I, for the same reasons that you've picked the Chiefs, is the same reason I would have picked them. You know, I'm a big fan of Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a great talent. I want to see him win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is great too, but you know, he again comes from the Patriots organization first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's crazy though is that the the Chiefs have played from behind the last two playoff games. Yeah. The last the last championship game, they played from behind, somehow managed to come back. Uh and then the game before that against the Texans played from behind again. If they do that this time, do you think that they'll have a chance to, you know, play the same way and make a comeback and, and win the Super Bowl. You know, it's hard to say because I think both defenses are pretty solid defenses. Yeah. Now, I, do, I don't know if it'll be a more offensive-heavy game or a defensive-heavy game, yeah. but I'm more incli- I'm inclined to say that it, I think it'll be more offensive than defensive. 
Yeah, and then Niners got like a crazy fucking running game, like just a crazy run game. What was it? There was like a stat floating around where they were like, yo, Jimmy Garoppolo only threw six times last game. Is that true? Yep. Six, six, six passes the whole fucking game. I think he went six for eight the whole game, something like that. That's crazy. So that's going to be intense to see what the rush defense looks like. Uh, on the Chiefs side, it's, uh, I'm actually for once I'm excited, um, just because the Patriots aren't in, and it's, I think it's actually going to be an exciting game. Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually excited to watch the Super Bowl this year. Uh, it should the, be good. I think the country needs to make Super Bowl weekend a three day weekend. Yo, seriously, what's up with Super Bowl being on a fucking Sunday and then we have to go to work the next day? Like, yeah. Although and we I don't have to go it, to work on President's Day. What kind of shit is that? I don't care about <laughs> presidents. I'm not <laughs> celebrating those guys. Half of them aren't even alive yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, um, you mentioned fashion. There's been a lot of stuff going on in the fashion world now. Yeah, man. Too crazy shit going on in the fashion world. Wait, are we done with sports? Because I had more oh, sports you, to cover. Oh, go ahead. My bad. <laughs> I got excited. I thought you know. No, there's not really much to cover. I, I'm sure everyone's <laughs> seen it already. <laughs> you saw the big brawl, Kansas and Kansas State game. Yeah, that was were, wild. They got blown out, and then at the end, there was like this giant brawl that broke out. The show was crazy. Dude, that player picked up a chair. <laughs> Yo, somebody made him put it down, though, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that shit was hilarious. WWE, man. What the hell? I feel like somebody just walked up to him and was like, hey, uh, your scholarship's gone if you if you throw this chair. He's like, oh, okay, well, my bad. <laughs> Let me put this down real I'm quick. I'm pretty sure that's the same player uh, who initiated the fight, but um, what's it called? They uh, the, the team, the, the school has suspended him indefinitely. Oh, really? Yeah, so they haven't said like how long he'll be suspended. I don't think he's going to be suspended the whole – yeah, you know, rest of the season or anything like that. I mean, he didn't actually throw the chair; he just picked it up, right? Yeah. Um, had he thrown it now, <laughs> he's like, he "I had a, no intention of throwing this. I yeah. was just uh, moving it somewhere tactic. else." <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was hurt, so I wanted to give him a chair. <laughs> I was just trying to take this and go over there and sit down. Taking my own seat with me. <laughs> <laughs> we were going in the stands. I brought my own chair. <laughs> I wanted to get a better view of the fight, so I thought I'd pick up this chair and put it over there and sit and watch. <laughs> You've heard of courtside. Have you ever heard of on the court? <laughs> oh, my God. This shit was crazy, bro. When ESPN started posting all the videos, I had to comment on ESPN's post. I was like, is ESPN the new world star? Like, I get you posted this shit once. Then these motherfuckers posted like a new angle. They were like, we have new angle of the fight. Check this out. And I was like, really, guys? Like, what the hell? Bro, I give it another day or two before we start seeing some fan footage. And from like oh, a, I'm sure. completely different angles. Yeah. <laughs> Point of view. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That happened. And then in more college football, fucking that player from basketball. Purdue. Oh, basketball. Sorry. That player from Purdue uh, stepped on another player, like straight up just stepped on his chest. Yeah. That shit happens As, time to time. No, but it was so intentional. It looked so intentional. And he was like, oh, maybe nobody noticed. He got ejected like immediately. <laughs> Bro, look up this player who played for Duke uh, up until last season. Yeah. Named Grayson Allen. 
Okay. Right? He's been he's like notorious for tripping people, doing like playing really, really? dirty. Yeah. Like oh, blatantly wow. doing this stuff, not like by accident. Wow. I'm sure there's stuff on YouTube about it. What shitty things to do. Well, yeah. I guess that's all I have for sports. <laughs> A lot of shitty things happening in oh, sports. Oh, one other thing in sports. I don't know if you are into UFC at all, but Conor McGregor won. I did not see that, but I heard about it. Yeah. yeah I heard it was bro, a short fight. 40-second knockout. Wow, that's crazy. It was insane. Who did he fight? He fought, oh. uh, I think his name is Daniel Cowboy Cerrone. Okay, nice name. Uh, cool. Yeah, so Cowboys is like nickname or whatever, but he's like a pretty good fighter uh in his weight class i think he's ranked like number four or five something like that before this fight and this is conor mcgregor's like first fight back since like his loss or whatever the last time to uh khabib which was a big fight as well um for those of you who are into ufc i'm sure you know what i'm talking about if you're not into ufc you should watch it check it out it's interesting to see (laughs) two grown people fighting you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah in case case you're not watching enough of that on yeah if you want to see some real blood watch ufc (laughs) yeah in case it's not showing up on your college basketball games can watch ufc um not yeah well that's cool good for conor mcgregor i'm sure that's going to be a great ego for him he's been taking a couple l's yeah Uh, so well Well, none none of those actually affected his ego much but yeah (laughs) i'm sure they do you don't think so no he was still talking too much he was basically being the regular conor mcgregor that he is and it's like he lost to his first loss was to what's his name uh floyd mayweather then he lost to khabib yeah is there was there anybody in between that or no well before that he lost to nate diaz once oh, okay so i think well, good for him good for you if connor. i'm remembering that correctly congrats right. connor we're all happy for you <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's an avid listener of uh, yet another podcast, Tunes I'm In sh- Weekly. I'm sure he is. <laughs> he needs the weekly roundup. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it all. Sports, politics, personal life, fashion. <laughs> all right, fashion. Let's talk about fashion. A lot of shit happening in the fashion world, man. Uh, we've got uh, Beyonce, Ivy Park, her brand, landed a partnership with Adidas. Big fucking deal. Uh saw the photos come out of the, like the lookbook and stuff. Looks very cool. Not my cup of tea, uh, obviously, but <laughs> looked uh looks pretty dope, man. That's a big deal. Um Beyonce's been kind of quiet, I feel like, lately. Uh and her brand is fairly new. Ivy Park is not that old. I'm gonna look up how old Ivy Park is. Uh, like six months. No, 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 no. It's twenty fourteen, dude. Ivy Park? Yeah, Ivy Park, the brand, 2016. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's not that old of a brand. It's like a fairly new brand. Makes sense. Um, and uh, for them in four years, less than four years, to land a, an Adidas partnership, that's a big deal. I mean, obviously it comes with Beyonce's fucking name attached to it. So these things are a lot easier when, you know, Beyonce is the founder. But pretty cool i guess in women's fashion this is this is a big deal right now so what are they making apparel uh yeah so it's it's a mix of apparel and accessories most of it is all streetwear so they've got like tracksuits and 
you know, body suits and they've, I think they even had a shoe. Let me mm. see. Yeah, they have a shoe as well. Uh, it's an Ultra Boost, actually. I want to see the whole collection. Where do you see the whole collection? I don't know where I could see it, but uh, but yeah, shit is pretty cool. Uh, speaking of Adidas, uh, he'll have a collab coming out with Adidas. I think I'm more excited about that. The Jonah Hill one, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Now Jonah Hill's an interesting character because uh, last time I heard his interview, which is probably like a year ago. He talked about how he's one of the only, okay, maybe he's not the only one of the only, but like he's one of those few uh, celebrities in Hollywood that does not have a stylist. He styles himself constantly. Like he just picks out his own outfits, picks out his own clothes, all that yeah. shit, you know, which is rare. We're, you know, most celebrities in Hollywood hire stylists to tell them what to wear and, you know, they procure the shit for them and whatever. Uh, I've always sort of liked his interesting style. Uh, he does shit that's like, you know, it's very minimalist, but it's done so well. Like, I, I just don't know how he manages to do it. He's, his style is very much like my style. You know, it's we're both somewhat chubby guys. So we like to be comfortable, but, you know, we like to look good in whatever we are wearing. Right. So I'm really excited to see what his collab with Adidas is going to look like. That shit. I don't think there's been any sneak peeks of that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to like release any teasers or anything like that too uh, too yeah. soon. But um, did I speaking of Jonah Hill? Did I ever tell you about the time I met him? Nah. Wait. Did you? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I might have. I think I did. Okay. But, so was like? basically, I was in the city um, yeah. with my cousins or whatever. It was their birthday. And we were at a coffee shop right next to Supreme. Okay. And so we, you know, we go inside, we get to we get our coffee, we come back outside, and literally we see Jonah Hill or somebody who looks like Jonah Hill and his entourage <laughs> walk uh -huh. by, right? And they yeah. walk into the Supreme store. So my cousin's like, Was that Jonah Hill? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> check. Yeah. So we went into the Supreme store and there was no line, you could just walk in. No, nah, it was clear. Like this oh, is like okay year a few years ago before like supreme really took off oh, okay. the second time but yeah. um yeah so we were inside and he's just like kind of checking out skateboards and like talking to the guy who works there or whatever and obviously yeah. i recognized him like 21 jump street had just come out and stuff like that so yeah, yeah you know, obviously yeah. i'd seen him oh super bad especially he's like i've seen a hundred million yeah. times yeah, yeah, yeah but so i was like i kind of want to take a picture with him right because <laughs> it's like it's like at that point it was rare for me to see celebrities in new york city yeah, yeah. right so I was like, all right, yeah, I want to see Jonah Hill. Like, I want to take a picture with Jonah Hill. So I went up to somebody else took a picture with him right before. And then when I went up to him, I'm like, yo, you're Jonah Hill, right? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse really, me, sir. I'm going to need to see some ID. Uh, are really you Jonah Hill? Really questions. <laughs> um, and he was like, yeah. I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. Like, I'm a big fan. Uh, can I take a picture? And he goes, what do you say? And I'm like, oh. I'm like what? I'm, I'm like I I got I confused for a second, right? I'm like, what? I don't know what to say. And he goes, "You say please." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, please, please, of course, of course." And I'm like, I was trying to be as polite as possible. I didn't think I needed that to add the please yeah. on top of that anyway, right? So I was yeah. like, back for a second, but yeah, he took a picture with me, and, and uh, I was like, "Yo, this guy's kind of a dick." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wait, where's this picture? How come I've never seen this picture? 
You've definitely you had to have seen it, bro. I've literally it. never seen it. All these years that we've been friends, you've literally never shown me this picture. That's not possible. I'm pretty is it anywhere on your Instagram? Yes, you've actually liked it. Oh, okay. Then then yeah, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guy. Sorry, dude. <laughs> cool story is, though. Hey guys, I don't think he's a dick. Listening, this is our friendship. <laughs> I'm sure he's not a dick. I'm sure it's just No, no, he was nice. I'm, he was I'm sure it's just frustrating to always be treated that way, you know. Yeah, it was just like People are doubting your identity. Hey, are you Jonah Hill? It's like, why do I have to prove my identity to you? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> no, I think it'd be worse if I if he was like, yeah, I am. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, well, that's the end of the conversation then. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's exciting, man. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for this collab. It should be good. It should be. I'm excited. Lots so going I on. I understand. I understand what's going on with Beyonce's brand and the collaboration with Adidas. I understand what's going yeah. on with Jonah Hill and his collaboration with Adidas. Yeah. But there's one collaboration, which I'm not sure you've heard of yet, uh-huh. that doesn't make any sense to me. What's that? So you have you heard of Ninja? Ninja, He's the like Punjabi a, music singer? No, that guy's... No, no. <laughs> why would I be talking about that guy? Um, <laughs> No, who's the guy who he's like um, a video game streamer. Oh yeah, yeah, I have heard of him. Don't so he know much he about recently him, did a collab, him. a sneaker collab with Adidas, and I'm thinking like, okay, Ninja, first of all, really? he's not an athlete. He plays video games on the computer. That's one, Yo. and number two, he's literally streams online, like on Mixer, which is like Twitch, but the Microsoft version. Okay, he's just sitting there playing video games, and you're watching it, right? You yeah. can't see what he's wearing on his feet. <laughs> Why does he, he get a sneaker deal? Okay, how many followers does he have? Bro, he's he's one of the most popular like Yeah, he is, right? Gamers that, out there. And that's why that's the thing. Like I I I that isn't that's the new wave. The new wave is uh this this uh gaming shit, you know, like yeah. people are making like crazy amounts of money off of gaming, off of streaming and all this shit. There's so much money. To, what's the what's the word called? It's um, what's the term for that industry or that market? Is it e-games? Esports. Esports. That's the fucking shit. Esports yeah. and TikTok are both fucking just taking off like crazy right now. Um, Bro, I don't know about you. I can't stand TikTok. Uh, dude, I just actually, so uh, right before this podcast recording, I had a call with my social media manager. Shout out to her. Shout out to V. Uh, and we were talking about uh, one of the biggest like sort of burning questions for 2020 was how do we get more video content for our brand, for Roots Gear? Like how do I get more video content? And I was like, you know, I don't have the budget to be sitting here shooting videos of models wearing my shit all the time or constantly shooting behind the scene videos like i work a daytime job and this is what i do in the evenings or on the side or whatever i don't have the kind of time or the budget or the resources like none of that so how do i create more video content for my brand and one of the and this is free smoke for all you motherfuckers that have brands uh one of the solutions that we came up with was hold on a second what for the listeners listening if you'd like to hear more about what he's about to say please venmo us each five dollars unlock this level of of knowledge (laughs) 
<laughs> for, for more, please join me at tanmanspeaks.com. And this is where the episode ends. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Welcome to my tan talk. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the solutions that we came up with was uh, and she uses TikTok for pretty regularly. So I was like, all right, I was like, V do this. You figure out, find me five users that you think are popular enough and have uh you know a similar target audience as us and have similar followers as us or whatever people that would be valuable to our brand would bring value to our brand would bring value to our audience find five people like that on tiktok users and just hit them up and say hey we're gonna send you some free shit and then what we're gonna do is just send those tiktok users free shit uh, so that they can make videos wearing our gear and they're going to save those videos and send them to us and we're going to post them on our page. So what that's going to do is create video content for us that people will like. Like who doesn't want, I'm sure all these people want to see lip syncing and dancing and whatever the fuck else happens on TikTok. I'm not sure, but those are some things that I have seen. <laughs> I'm sure people want to see that. And then they see that Roots Gear is associated with it because the person in the video is wearing Roots Gear. And it's going to be great because we get exposure to those users for free through our audience and they give us the content. So that was a solution that we came up with that we're going to start rolling out soon. Um, but yeah, that's a new, that's a new wave, man. Um, TikTok is unfortunately seemingly the new, uh, battlefront <laughs> where businesses will have to go, but it's more challenging there for businesses than it is on Instagram. Instagram is really easy for businesses. You know, you post pictures of your products and people want to buy them with TikTok. I feel like it's a little bit more challenging for business to get on there. I'm sure they'll figure out the easy way. I think TikTok is still going through its growth stage and, you know, people actually signing up for it and all that. Cause I know I just recently signed up. I don't use it. I never, I literally never open it, <laughs> but I'm yeah. on it for some reason. Um, Same. Probably activate, like tomorrow or something. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I don't need more social media. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I registered because I really just want to make sure it's gear was secured. And so I got that. But like I, I haven't been logging on and opening the app to see whatever what's on there. I I feel old as fuck trying to navigate through, <laughs> through TikTok trying to learn how it works, and shit like that. It's just weird. Yeah. But uh, other things that have been going on in fashion. Uh, so you mentioned earlier the Subyasachi thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That shit blew my mind, and I really want to talk because. Brown people, the brown internet, like, so excited about this new collab Sabiosachi is doing with H&M in India. And I'm just so confused why a bespoke high-end, and when I say high-end, like, these guys are high-end. Like, you know, Sabiosachi does some of the finest work in, in all of fucking Indian bridal wear, formal wear, whatever you you want to call it like they do some crazy good work but why would they want to work with fucking h&m is what pisses me off like to me h&m is trash like straight up trash and just like quality as shit 
Uh, they're disposable products. You wear them once and you're done. That's it. Yeah. Like that's what I think of H and M. I go to H and M the way I go to vending machines. Like you know what I mean? Like if I really need a sugar fix, I go to the vending machine, get a Milky Way. That like if I'm really stuck and in a pickle and I really need a shirt or a hoodie or something because I'm going somewhere and I don't have it, I'm like fuck it. I'll drop ten bucks, twelve bucks, fifteen bucks, whatever at H and M, get it, and then I'll probably never wear that shit again because. To me, I just don't like what they sell. So, so you're saying that an article of clothing from H and M is like sugar to you? <laughs> yeah, basically. Is, is, I'm gonna was shit that the it analogy out. that you made there? Yes, I'm gonna <laughs> shit it out. <laughs> just wanted to clarify. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's disposable. You know, is this the whole idea of fast fashion in general that kind of bothers me now? Yeah. Um, you know, I. You know, Zara is one of my favorite stores. It's also a fast fashion brand, technically, yeah. right? Um, so I don't know. I, I just think that. And so Rootscare Sachi is too. Is, that's the thing. Like, yeah. But would I want a collab with Sabio Sachi? Would make no sense. You know what I mean? It's really, uh, to me, like, I guess this is the Indian equivalent of when Louis Vuitton decided to work with Supreme. Because yeah. Supreme was a T-shirt, hoodie, jacket brand. You know what I mean? Like so, skateboard. Okay. If we're if we're looking at like, um, the value that each company brings to the other company, right? Let's look at Sabiasachi for a second. Sabiasachi is a couture, and they make ready to made ready to wear stuff, right? Right. So the ready to wear stuff makes sense. That that I understand that they can align to the H and M model. Fine, cool. Right. H&M is a huge brand globally, right? It's a Swedish company, but it's a huge global brand. And if Sabiasachi's goal is to now do some kind of fusion type of like dress wear or whatever, if that's like what their goal is, then I get it, right? right. Then it makes sense to me. But why you would pick H&M, that is beyond me. Although... I think I kind of get what huge ahead. fashion houses like Balmain and Versace, they've all collabed with uh, H&M in the past. Right, right, right. right so right. Versace is just another company to that list. Right. Now, I don't know what value those companies saw out of the partnership uh, aside yeah. from uh, an obvious monetary one because if they yeah. were making cheaper clothing, you know, obviously it was becoming a little bit more affordable for people. Right. But does that not also cheapen the brand? I, I, that's what that's what I think. That's why I'm I'm mildly upset is because I think it, I think it reduces Sabiasachi's value and respect level, like reputation. To I think it's beneath them, honestly. Like that that's just what I think. Like I think it's beneath you to work with somebody like H and M. Now, don't get me wrong. When I went to India in 2016, H and M is hot shit there because. Uh, H&M and Zara, basically. Both of them are really big hot shit in India because, you know, there aren't as many, there aren't like shops here. They're, they don't really have shops like they have here, you know, like streetwear shops or whatever. And right. online isn't a big thing yet. You know, like people aren't trusting, the, the infrastructure isn't there, oh, which reminds me we should probably at some point talk about uh, Amazon in India and Jeff Bezos and all that shit that's been going on too, but maybe we'll oh, save that for, for next week. Yeah, uh, what was I saying? But yeah, so I, I, most Indians I feel like are going to the mall 
and relying on H&M and Zara to do their cool guy shopping. You know, like that's where they're buying their clothes because shipping from here to there is very expensive and very unreliable. It's just not working out for people. Trust me. I've tried it. It just sucks. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, when you, when it comes to fashion in India in general, I think that, you know, they always say that fashion is cyclical, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think that applies to Indian fashion because I think there are some themes and some styles that do return, but only in parts, right? There's always some twist or variation that's added to them when they come back around. So it's never yeah. like the same thing twice. And the problem with that is that if when fashion trends and you know all that stuff keeps changing at such a high pace, especially in a place like India where, you know, frequency of of uh, turnover within fashion is insane yeah people aren't aren't going to be able to afford constantly buying what's new and what's hit right yeah it's just not a thing so that's why i feel like i i get the whole h&m approach because it is affordable clothing and it's uh you know growing in brand awareness as well like you mentioned and other companies are starting to make their um presence known in india as well like uniqlo or uniqlo i don't even know what the correct pronunciation is <laughs> yeah, but yeah. whichever however you say it they literally just <laughs> opened their first store in october in india super dry too they're they're yeah. they're starting to reach out into india i saw uh uh brooks brothers i think i saw which was weird like <laughs> well brooks uh, brothers been in india for a while actually yeah, yeah. um I can't remember what other stores I saw, but the two that stood out to me was H&M and Zara. Uh, they really were the most popular ones at every mall I went to in India. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I get it. Like, Sabiasachi is going to tap into a new market, I feel like. Uh, I, also, a lot of it, it has to do with the name, right? Like, Sabiasachi is going to go from being a brand that only Indians know about to, oh, shit, like... You know what the fuck is Sabiasachi? What is what is Indian culture? What do Indian clothes look like? What do Indian fabrics and patterns look like? All that shit, you know. Right. So it is a it's a big like association thing. Like it's good, it's good in terms of that. It's gonna be interesting. I, I definitely want to see the products before I make more of a judgment. Um, so when that comes out, we'll definitely talk about it more on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, lots happening uh fashion world. Uh did we already talk about on the episode uh Virgil Abloh said streetwear is going to be dead in 2020? Did you hear this? No, I didn't hear that and I don't think we've talked about it, but you and I have talked about streetwear dying. Yeah, so he said this and it kind of caused like a a little bit of a buzz in the streetwear world uh where everybody was talking about why would he say that, you know, he's the fucking uh, brains behind Off White and he so many different collaborations with so many different brands, not to mention creative director of Louis Vuitton, blah, 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 all this shit. Why would he say, like, it, it seemed like such a blanketed statement. He's like, streetwear is going to die in 2020. And um, I think what he was, somebody had talked about this. It was Bobby Hundreds talked about it briefly on his Instagram. Uh, he said, what you're going to see, and I, and this is like crazy, free, more sh- free smoke. <laughs> what, what you're going to see, I think, and he was right about this, is that because starting a streetwear brand became so easy, so transparent, so accessible, 
slowly all those people that were early adapters to to like oh i'm gonna open up a shopify store i'm gonna start a dropship site i'm gonna make my own clothing brand blah 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 you had a shit ton of in in just like a big flood of those people that came in and did that i think in the coming year two years you're gonna see a lot of those fall off because it comes down to sustainability. It comes down to, yeah, sure, you can open a brand. And Gary Vee talks about this, but are you ready to wait nine years for it to succeed? Are you? Do you have the patience to wait five years to start making a profit? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, can you really, how, how deep are you involved in this? And how, how much does this brand or this company really mean to you? So when right. I think he says streetwear is going to die, I think you're going to see a drop in fast fashion. Uh, like I think you're going to see a drop in people that are just flooding the market with, you know, these disposable clothes, these one-time wear clothes that you're, that are impulse buys. And I think you're going to see an increase in, let me make some shit that's like high quality, that's long, that's a little bit higher priced, but it's got a lot of brand value attached to it. It's got social responsibility attached to it. Um, no, you see people start making more decisions years. I don't all happen this year. Years you will see customers start to get smarter about how they spend their money and where they buy their clothes. Cause everybody at, at some point people are going to be like, fuck, I have too many clothes in my closet. Like how did I end up having 300 t-shirts? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and what do I do with them? And then you're going to have more and more documentaries come out showing you, you know, how these t-shirts aren't going anywhere. They just go in this giant fucking landfill. That's going to take a thousand years, you know, to decompose or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think that's what he really meant by it. And then you can, and Bobby hundreds also said that he thinks it means that you're going to see a resurgence of, uh, a lot of vintage things. And like, you know, a lot of like, Oh, let me, go thrifting and buy something that was popular two three years ago and try to wear that sort of right so i'm not big into fashion you know streetwear i followed it for a short amount of time now i don't know the details of what virgil had said or what he was implying necessarily but yeah. based on my interpretation i do agree with him not in the sense that streetwear companies are going to die I just feel like the trend is going to be shifting toward away from what streetwear has been the last couple of years yeah. towards something completely different. Like, so, you know, as you mentioned, you know, I don't know if it'll go to vintage or what, like that's not for yeah. me to decide that's going to be up to the consumers. But to, for, for me, I feel like the concept of streetwear has become, like we talked about this once, right? The concept of streetwear has become mainstream, right? Yeah. And yeah. people don't want stuff that's mainstream they want something that's a little bit more exclusive something not that's not as accessible to something that's a little bit more original right right generally speaking and people who are like really into fashion so, and it's also interesting for him to say streetwear is going to die because the products that he's creating with louis vuitton aren't aren't necessarily considered streetwear streetwear in its very essence from the very beginning has been you know products that you can list on your on on one hand you're talking about t-shirts 
sweatshirts, hoodies, joggers, sneakers. That's that's what I that's how I define streetwear. Those five products distinctly. And if you're making fucking, you know, the kind of shit that you see on the runway with Louis Vuitton and stuff, I don't consider that to be streetwear. You know what I mean? Like that's luxury I don't think he wear. does either. He's not calling yeah. that streetwear. It's it is luxury wear 100%. So and it's I think interesting for, the, for him to say that. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because as one of the like he is the creative director for Louis Vuitton men's, right? Yeah. And as somebody who's up there who's basically one of the forefront leaders of trends in the fashion industry, yeah. He knows a thing or two about what's coming next, right? And I think he's yeah. what shapes that. So whatever he puts out is essentially is what gonna is gonna follow suit, right? Yeah. That that's the what the trend is gonna be. That's how at least I mean that's how I yeah. interpret it. That's how I think it's gonna go. Yeah. Um you're obviously more in tune with the streetwear fashion aspect. So Yeah, I'll, I get I'll passionate about it. Well. <laughs> yeah. Uh cool, man. I think we're getting to the hour mark, so we should probably stop now. Yeah, uh, man. Good episode though. I think we covered uh all sorts of different things. We had politics, sports, current events, Netflix, which is always seems like a big part of our lives. We always cover what's new on Netflix. Bro, everybody is always asking me what's new to watch, right? Oh really? This is a good way for us to kind of share that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Um talked about a lot of fashion stuff like that. It's been good. Um obviously there's you know topics that we'll geek out about yeah sports is generally one of them but um we're just you know we're waiting for the super bowl we'll see what happens after that yeah uh, for me the basketball season doesn't start till after the super bowl <laughs> <laughs> that's true yo same for me like yeah. i don't know um if, if you guys have any uh interesting topics that you want us to cover uh do message us or leave us a comment and uh we will try our best if it's interesting we'll try our best to cover it uh if you have like you know hot topics or controversial topics or whatever the fuck i don't know just shoot them our way let's see if they're good enough and we'll talk about them why not i do want to have like a f psychological conversation or uh what's Ooh. a what's a word philosophical rather not psychological <laughs> yeah okay yeah we should we should do that we should definitely do that uh maybe next week we can we can get deep into our philosophies why don't you do this why don't you throw it out throw a question out on your instagram mm -hmm. let people answer and we'll go based on that okay cool yeah sounds right. like a plan thank you guys for tuning in and i appreciate it appreciate your support uh number 27 is in the books uh and we're looking forward to uh the next time that you join us you got any last things to say i'm gonna wrap this up no just you know thank you for tuning in um please give us new topic ideas <laughs> you know, we could always come up with our own if we wanted to but yeah. you know we want to know what you want to talk about so or what yep. you want to hear us talk about rather um yep. and join the conversation leave us comments dm us whatever is easier like yeah and most importantly, share us. We're trying to grow. <laughs> yeah. Slide into my Dill Mill DMs, into my notes. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, shout out to Classics for our intro and outro music. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another amazing episode of yet another podcast. Your boys, Summit the Dummit. We out. Peace. Peace. Classics. Classics.